Hi everyone and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Menzel and no report yesterday so it's been an incredible two days for the Australians. They have now taken complete control of this wacker test. In reply to England's 403, they made 662 for 9 declared. Steve Smith top scoring with 239 and Mitch Marsh 181. All right, let's head straight to the Wacker and hear what our reporters had to say. Thank you, Menas. Uh, we're here on night four of the Test match. Australia have England four down, and the Englishman still 127 runs from making Australia bat again. So Australia will like to think that they're only one or two wickets away from effectively ending this Test match. The only ominous sign crash is a bit of rain around. It's ended play probably an hour early today. Uh, talk of more rain in the first session tomorrow. But if Australia get enough play, they'll really back themselves to, to finish the job. They will uh, indeed, Ben. But interesting, the punters have really smacked the draw. They've, they've, there's been big money on the draw. I'm surprised. A, a good clear session is probably all Australia will, needs to win tomorrow, and they'll get that. Look, England just... They're just not good enough. Went back through some interesting stats today, and the one which I felt told the story of England in Australia, in four out of the last six series, they have only taken 20 wickets in a test uh, once or not at all. Like, you think of that. There's four out of six series where they only got one test where they took 20 wickets. In one, they didn't take any at all. This series, they haven't taken 20 wickets in a test, which, of course, you you need to do to win it. So, it's lack of penetration. Where do they find them? I've heard people say, Ben, that, um, oh, the county bowlers have worked too hard. And then two minutes ago, I saw a tweet from Martin Bicknell, who played four tests but took a 1,000 <laughs> county wickets saying, that's rubbish, they don't work as hard as they used to 20 years ago. Mm. Crash, um, just going back to the start of play today, we thought oh, it could be more and more runs from Steve Smith and Mitch Marsh. Didn't eventuate. Mitch Marsh was out in the first over without adding to his score, but superb effort for him, 181. Steve Smith trundled along to about 239. Um, but then it was over to Tim Payne and Pat Cummins put on 93 runs. And that's actually been a really key factor, hasn't it, in this series? I mean, I know Australia has sort of buried England into submission already in this match, but to have the tail be able to wag like that, which England hasn't been able to do, they've you know routinely collapsed in this series, It's it's been another key factor. It really has, and isn't it the story so often in Australia... If you're going to beat Australia in Australia, you need a wagging tail and you need to wipe out their tail. It has happened before. It really has. But not this time. They've uh, they've struggled the English tail. And Cummins just looks like... He looks almost like a number six batsman half the time. Mm. Extraordinary. Mm. You know, and uh, it, it's, it's great science for Australia in the future because the top order is still rubbery. I mean, mm. I want to see... It, it, Mitchell Marsh did brilliantly. I'm so happy for him and the Marsh family. But his greater test will be when the ball's swinging, seeming or spinning because he does have fairly firm hands. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Crash, were you at Old Trafford in 1993? Yep. When Shane Warne bowled Mike Gatting? Well, you won't believe this, Ben. We were out on strike. I was in my hotel room. I was under advice not to go to the game. 
So I watched it from my bed at the Copthorne Hotel and I was nodding off to sleep and I heard Richie Benet go, first ball, first ball. So <laughs> I roused from a slumber and couldn't write about it. I was so upset. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what a ball it was. And uh, I know what you're going to say next. How does it compare to Mitchell Stark's great uh, jagger off the pitch, which cleaned up James Vince? Both unplayable balls. Warren was better because his was entirely homemade, whereas Mitchell Starks needed the pitch. Absolutely, yeah. Just prompted an interesting reaction from the man himself, Shane Warren, who suggested perhaps that this wasn't just ball of the summer from Stark, but ball of the 21st century. But uh, you talk to the players, including Josh Hazelwood, in the press conference afterwards, and... uh, that they were saying that there was a fair bit of assistance there for Mitchell, as oh, good as yeah. the ball was. Yeah, yeah. and Mitchell, uh, the great Wasi Macram, has just said that the ball reminded him of him. <laughs> <laughs> His greatest balls, and of course he was the greatest left-arm conjurer of all time. So if he's impressed by your work, that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. and another dazzling moment for Australia in the field today was Josh Hazelwood catching... Uh, uh, Alistair Cook caught, yeah. uh, caught and bowled. Uh, spectacular effort, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, big man going down to his right. And uh, I suppose the tale has continued for England where they're two experienced players, the two batsmen that really needed to fire in this series for them to be any chance. Alistair Cook and Joe Root just haven't, haven't lived up. And it seems the longer it goes on, the more that those two are struggling under the weight of expectation. It, it, it is. When you get, ain't got the bowlers, your batsmen suffer because they're out in the field all this time. They feel enough is never enough. They're under pressure. And, and you can see that happening. Oh, I think Stuart Broad is just, it looks exhausted to me. He has done uh, courses recently for Sky Television, which says to me he's preparing for life after cricket. They say he's been the best trainee commentator they've ever had. Doesn't surprise me. His work is exquisite Mm. in press comments. He's a beautiful talker. And I think, you know, I don't reckon he's that far away, Stuart, from Mm. the end. And Alistair Cook, he'll play next summer, but you can't keep up this ratio and just keep going. No, they need more than sort of 100 every 11 or 12 innings. Uh, They need... They need bits in between. And, uh, and Jimmy Anderson took four, but again, away from home, he's going to have some difficulties going forward, age 35. But uh, interesting days cricket. Um, Australia should win the Ashes on day five, weather permitting and barring another huge partnership between Darwood Milan and Johnny Bairstow, who are at the crease. They're England's last hope. If Australia get into the tail, I think this will finish quite quickly. Um, thanks for joining us and back to you, Maz. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And remember, you can keep up with all the action from the Wacker at dailytelegraph.com.au. And we'll be back tomorrow with another report.